This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Say my name. And here we go. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Realish. I am Derek. I'm Matt. And I'm Bianca. Great to see you guys. Welcome back. It's been a. It feels like it's been a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. Just, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see you guys. Good yeah, you, you guys. too. You too. Um, today's episode we're gonna do another director's cut. Is this is um, mm-hmm. this is Bianca's brainchild, of course. <laughs> uh, but uh, this this episode we're gonna be covering um, uh, Wes Anderson uh uh later on uh but we're going to get into uh some news right before that uh so matt go ahead and take it away yeah let's get into this so um right out of the gate um we have um a bit of an interesting trend going on so uh basically out of nowhere on tiktok uh in preparation for minions the rise of group can't believe i'm saying that uh, <laughs> people started going to theaters specifically in the United Kingdom wearing suits. <laughs> and this has gotten so bad to where one, the movie became the highest grossing uh, box office for 4th of July weekend ever, for Independence Day weekend, right? And the second is theaters in the UK started banning the wearing of suits uh because like people in the audience were getting way too rowdy and yeah so you're basically you're basically prohibited from wearing suits uh indefinitely until this whole craze dies down so um i don't get it but the videos are funny i haven't seen any really so just wearing just regular suits like 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 their grew yeah minions as well no just straight suits like like men in black style, like yeah. suits. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I saw one. I saw one girl who like tricked her family into doing it. I guess she said that they were going somewhere really nice and they needed to dress up, and then they ended up at this kids' movie. So, I've only like I said now that now that Matt said that the trend is in UK, it makes more sense why it hasn't like because I'm on TikTok a lot. TikTok started doing the thing that <laughs> Apple does where it tells you how many how much time you spend on TikTok. And I'm like adamantly trying to just purge myself <laughs> of that information daily because it's really bad. But I'm like, why hasn't it come to me? Maybe I'm just not cool or hip yet. But now that I know it's UK based, it makes more sense. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. Well, see, I remember when Dark Knight came out, everybody was dressing up like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> But when that came out, everybody was dressed up like Joker, and that that you know that also ended up being a bad thing. So I'm I'm assuming that's probably why they're uh, going toward this route with banning. Yeah, I mean, um, to my knowledge, I haven't been any like extreme cases, but there just been like isolated incidents uh, in different cinemas. So out of concern uh, for you know, possible destruction, yeah, or I mean, I, I don't know a single person who, who's going to pick a fight. <laughs> with somebody next to them watching a minions movie but you never yeah. know uh it's just to sort of mitigate uh those concerns but it's just it's just hilarious in hindsight that they banned clothing 
when that doesn't stop someone's behavior, like they can <laughs> still nah. come back to the theater. Assuming you haven't banned that that person, mm-hmm. you know, to do what they were doing before. Um, you know, I, I just found their measures to be so so yeah. weird. You know, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. How many movies are there? Many well, movies. Series. Like that's that. Um, I, I think this is five. I, we have five three. Right. I think we have three Despicable yeah. Me's. The Minions movie, and I yeah, think Rise of Gru is. I think Rise of Gru is the fifth. Or did they have two minion movies? Are there? This is the second, yeah. The Rise of Gru is the the second of that. Yeah. Yeah. I that's crazy. They're funny little movies though. They're good. Despicable Me is a good little funny movie. I it is. I love I I want to actually go back and watch it. I yeah. You know what? There are worse kids' movies, okay? There are. There are. (laughs) And I'm I'm an advocate for more animation. I love animated films anyway. So this this would it would be good to see more um yeah and not that i don't love pixar but you know with pixar you're gonna get something heartwarming you're gonna get mm-hmm. a story at the end you're gonna get something mm-hmm. that pulls at your heartstrings yeah. you don't always want that when you see animated sometimes nah. you just want a good time and yeah. i think despicable me is that i think it's so funny i think that i can't even remember who was in pop culture who was ju- i think it was some, like a rapper like gunna or like a like a tracksuit or something and they said that that man looked like he was about to go steal the moon because he looked like the guy from the second one that wore the little orange track like it's yeah just, oh, it's funny yeah it's funny that it's culturally relevant you know it's just one of those funny little movies yeah yeah i think in um you know you know to draw shade sony's way um you know they use so like the their social media campaign uh to convince people like you know how like morbius gained that huge like everyone kept saying like hashtag morbius sweep everywhere mm-hmm. um they're you know they kept helming it as like the best comic book movie of all time like th- those were obvious jokes and yeah. sony tried you know to cater to that fa- to that fan base yeah. if you want to mm-hmm. call it right so they re-released morbius in theaters it made nineteen thousand oh, yeah. dollars it made nineteen thousand dollars when the <laughs> debuted on a friday so it became oh, a pop again day Oh, that was they the want they re-released it in twelve hundred theaters, and in that time, it, it made nineteen thousand uh-huh. dollars. Yeah, it's um, and then you look at this, right? Because this was all this started like the whole uh, suit trend. You know, I I think this is um, you know, to be honest, point too. I saw nothing of it until. Yeah. A day or two before the release, right? Uh, at least for us, anyways. I know like countries have their separate release dates, so I, I was like, "This is just like a weird." So I thought there was like a specific content creator doing it. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever," making a joke, <laughs> and then it was like the next content creator, the next, and the next, mm-hmm. and the next, and the next, and it felt like, and this wasn't organized. Like no one had like a plan to right. go out to do <laughs> this. It just randomly, you know, spiraled out mm-hmm. of control, and you know, this movie's you know ridiculously successful now yeah i know. i heard that it was it was one of the worst ones of the series i wouldn't be surprised i mean it's yeah. there's only so much you can do with the story at some point yeah yeah i mean but if they're making this much money right that ain't gonna stop the that's what the dream works that's gonna stop <laughs> yeah. them from mm-hmm. making another i mean <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna I, see that's a, that's also my problem i think we discussed this before um, but that's also my problem with movies coming out on a three-day weekend because now the the box office or four-day weekend i'm sorry mm-hmm. um 
that it, it, it skews the um the numbers the numbers for, yeah the data yeah that so i don't know i mean good for them good for them it's free advertisement though <laughs> yeah i mean everybody's making more money why not why not let them do it yeah yeah like it's just like it's something like a, just a quirky trend i mean yeah. for a cute little funny movie yeah, and, and that of course leads into a conversation for another day, which is the influence of social media, and um, you know it sort of begs the question too. You know, had movie the social media existed, let's say back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, where some of these classic films, you know, uh, didn't do financially well, would they have been made more successful if social media wasn't around? I think that's sort of a interesting conversation to have. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, out of all movies, so. Minions: Rise of Gru. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Illumination. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know what to say about that uh <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting good for them though for yeah them. yeah uh and to move on um michael mon has confirmed in the empire interview that uh he ha- he does have a uh, heat two movie plans uh apparently the original was based off of a novel i think since then a separate novel came out which served as a prequel and a sequel uh you know to his predecessor and so I sort of want to get both of your thoughts. I know, you know, before the podcast started, me and Bianca outright said we'd never watched Heat before. Derek is the opposite. So um, to inform Derek us. Derek was 16 when the movie came out, as yeah. opposed to the two of us. So, yeah. you know, this is, he was in the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you there? Yeah, you're there. Horse and buggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, that's hilarious. It yeah, dropped in uh, ninety five. Yeah, ninety. I think it was ninety five, somewhere around that range. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hilarious. No, wow. I think it's it's. So they came out with another book that's a prequel and a sequel. So that yeah. that would make it a, that would make two movies then, right? Um, theoretically, uh, I think it's coming out. So I, I phrase it I phrase it incorrectly. So the novel is coming out August eighteenth. Uh, I just think Michael Michael Mann is obviously aw- like aware it's been in development for however long, and so you know if he were to, I'm not sure if he has to. I'm assuming he has to like approach whatever studio owns the rights or like a studio has to acquire the rights to the book. Uh, he just said, you know, I, I'd be open to doing that, you know, to revisit that, um, you know, that that story he he made or he brought to the big screen rather. So. Yeah. Is that something you're interested in, or is it sort of, you know, uh, something you'd rather, rather, you know, be left alone? Uh, I mean, it depends on how it's done. I forgot the story, to be completely honest. I, so I don't remember how it ended. Um, but if it's done the right way, I'm cool with it. What I just, I just don't want to see is them use a uh, de-aging software. <laughs> on Val Kilmer, Robert De Niro, and, yeah. and, and uh, uh, oh my God, Robert. Um, Did you say Al Pacino? Niro, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see that DH. Yeah, because I was not good in House of Gucci. I could have kept that. Yeah. <laughs> or the Irishman. So I never watched it. Yeah, yeah or the, the Irishman. Irishman. Jesus. Yeah. Y'all yeah. could have kept that. Yeah, I, I think I said it's funny because like I said. You can make someone look as young as they can, but you can't make them move as young as they were. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was prevalent in a lot of scenes. Um, it's like you, know. you guys are making noises every time you get up, yeah. every time you sit down, every time you like move any part of your body, like which is yeah. what we all do once we hit over the age of like 25. It's like your body pretty just much breaks down. So yeah. like I'm all for people working, I'm all for older adults working, but I just if the story is not there, if it's not good, we do not need to put these old men in there for nostalgia purposes. Only. Nah, and, and and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, because if, if they do if they do that, I don't want I don't want to see it. Just people really act like they can't pop their old movies back into the <laughs> back into the the, the DVD player and <laughs> some, watch some them. movies don't need to be yeah expounded on the stories just need to stay where they are um it's fine if you leave the opportunity at the end of the film to make a sequel if if you know if, if it's that successful right but it doesn't need to to be that like <laughs> there's one movie that uh jet lee did called the one that at the end of it it opened up the door for a sequel mm -hmm. but i'm telling you right now i don't want to see that right <laughs> i do not want to see that so i just leave it alone leave it alone if it's not done the right way if it's done the right way and it's, and it's just a prequel cool i don't want to see a sequel though <laughs> i really don't because you now al pacino has to be like close to 85 Robert De Niro has to be around the same age, That's and I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know who made it through the movie. To be completely honest, <laughs> I, I, like it's one of those things where just leave it alone to me. Leave it yeah. alone. A, a prequel sequel is also ambitious as well because I mean, how do you structure it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the same as a book because a book you can very easily have the first half be prequel esque and then seep into the sequel. The mm -hmm. problem is you still have the original heat. Yeah. So like how do you you know that's sort of a difficult i'm assuming that's probably difficult for the writer i'm not sure if uh if they're the original writer mm -hmm. um for the heat novel and then yeah so it's it's a massive undertaking especially because i feel like heat um is very ingrained in our in the film culture so you know you you messed up the sequel mm -hmm. prequel right um you know you uh you better watch your back not threatening anybody i'm just saying you know mm -hmm. you know you already know how wild people get on social media so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i if you have not seen it watch it the movie is amazing but yeah, i don't I need another one <laughs> i don't i don't see it i don't see it I, again i don't remember the end of the, of the film so i mean maybe that's it but i just don't want to see these old guys <laughs> doing i don't want to see that that's like Robert De Niro is and both De Niro and Pacino are at the age where you just want to see them support in the movie you don't want you you don't need to see them like be front and center yeah yeah we don't need to see that we don't need to see that they they, they have great comedic timing in, in in uh in 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 different films let's just see that see them support that's it because the oh, Irishman this... was just oof. yeah Oh, this one had Val Kilmer in it too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just like, I was, just, I was just telling them before we started. I went to go see Top Gun, so now he's like fresh <laughs> on my mind. Yeah, that was a pleasant cameo. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he know, was despite... in it just enough too. I was like, okay. That's, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm glad that despite his, uh, you know, his health conditions. Yeah. Uh, that he what was, was able to. Uh, he suffered from throat cancer. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's been. Um, cancer-free 
since a few years ago, but his voice is yeah. permanently has been permanently affected. So I think they had to like digitally alter uh, his voice. Um, wow. make it sound like in the original but it was nice of him to be able to yeah. come back and Tom was a huge advocate for that and they he did said, a good job yeah with yeah. it yeah he said I'm not perfect. doing he said I'm not doing this movie if Val Kilmer isn't coming back good so that, that was his number one 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 of you know his many demands understandable demands you know <laughs> is Val Kilmer um yeah so last but not least um Taron Edgerton as Wolverine is a possibility all of a sudden uh, i know he's been in conversation with marvel uh, he's been promoting this new show called blackbird on apple tv uh interviewer just happened to ask him you know have you you know what would you be interested in doing like is marvel uh something interested in and i think his answer was something along the lines of you know i i'm aware of it uh i'm not sure if he specifically confirmed that he was talking to them but i think because you already know how the media tends to you know, uh, twist, twist their words because he can easily phrase in the way of, you know, I would like to talk to them. And the first thing you see on the headline is Taron Edgerton confirms that he's been talking with Marvel Studios about a secret role, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is that something you guys want? Because I feel like Hugh Jackman is, is that character and anybody who takes out that mantle is going to be under a lot of pressure. Uh, is he one of your first choices? Or, you know, if he does end up being cast as him, you know, uh, would that sort of fill your your huge Jackman void, or is that just forever open? You know, sorry. I feel like but, I'm focusing on him too much physically. Like I can't yeah. see him being like the the jacked up Wolverine. But then I'm just like, I feel like acting wise, I feel like he could do it though. Um, yeah. I don't know, but again, like I'm trying to think of other people that are sort of on that same wave that could possibly do it and i don't think he's a bad choice like with all the popular young white actors they definitely could have gone with someone a lot worse than him we could have had timothy chalamet's wolverine (laughs) so (laughs) i'm not mad about my boy i so i don't know anything about him um but yeah looking at him he does not strike me as wolverine (laughs) he really doesn't now um Tom Hardy is only one, but I mean he's already oh, in the yeah. MCU, so right. I don't really see how you do that. And I feel like they want somebody younger. They do. And they yeah, do. you can't do Tom Hardy. We'll just stay with yeah who we had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of yeah other like oh the guy he's he's playing in in the Barbie movie. He plays um in Sex Education on I'm gonna find his name. On is um, it Butterfield? Is that him? Who I'm thinking of? Or are you referring to? Because I can't. I don't know uh, many actors from that show. Connor Connor Swindell. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Physique wise, that's who I would think of. Taller, bigger, muscular, but I don't see him being an action hero. But again, like if you're gonna go with like a B-list celebrity who I think could do it, I'm there's some more people you could grab from especially british there's some people you could grab from okay uh how tall is this guy um like six foot yeah i I think he's over six feet i think if he's six if he's six foot i thought it's like by a small margin because i thought he was like 511 which is wolverine in the comics so i think that's why people i think people are so fixated on his yeah he's five nine oh really who is uh taron edgerton 
Oh, Terrence. Oh, okay. no, Terrence. Okay. Yeah. See? Connor. So they're probably looking for somebody uh, as short as Wolverine and, and He's younger. He's six feet even. Connor's six feet even. Yeah. I don't see. I feel like they want to do it. The chiseled jawline. I'm seeing it. I'm convincing myself. I'm not. I'm looking at him. I'm not seeing. I'm trying to put the mask on him. It's not, <laughs> no. It's fully given. I need like a list of other people like him and like the yeah. uh, who kind of fit that that yeah. role. Taryn isn't giving, is it? Is it, it? Yeah, he's not giving. He's, not, it he's just not doing it. I, but look, they have to figure it out soon because you know MCU is is here in that in that in that phase now. So yeah, but they like talking about mutants. Love messing up X Men. It's their favorite thing to. That's do. Fox. That's not, that's Fox. That's not Disney. No, we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't blame Disney. That's we not, wait. That's we wait. Okay. No, okay. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't do that. We now, wait okay. until the first now, movie comes out, and then if, we. If Disney we messes this up, okay. I don't want to see a live action X Men ever again. Because I, yeah. Yeah, I blame Disney for a lot of things. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll hold my tongue when it comes to X-Men because we don't know if they're going to screw it up or not. But I don't even, honestly, get right. I don't even think they're making a movie. Like, they're probably not developing anything right now. I feel like probably they're not. just, they're not. There's no way. I mean, I feel like X-Men is like at the lowest. If they're ma- if they're developing it, it's at the like the lowest priority. Yeah. And if they're going to announce something, it's going to be like an X-Men character or the animated series that they're doing. That's probably going to be it. I well, I my um, theory has been that they were going to introduce Storm in Black Panther. Oh um, yeah, that was my theory. But I did too. I thought that they were going to. If you're not, well, we don't know what Black Panther Two is going to look like, so we might have a Black Panther. And if they do have a Black Panther, that's the only way I want to see that take place. I want to see Storm introduced in that film so that we can then progress and build the X-Men. Like the building the X-Men is gonna be interesting because they could possibly just introduce specific characters one by one, yeah. you know, in different projects and then, you know, bring right. them all together later on down the line. Um, which That's would, true. Which would be a phenomenal way to do it because- Especially not, cause like the X-Men are like supposed to be among us sort yeah, of is, yeah. is the the premise who's really you know mutant and who's not so that's actually yeah. a really good idea to have just them kind of sprinkled in sprinkled um, in. because it would make sense that they would be kind of living in these different places because they you know are adaptable like that yeah yeah I, I want to see it like that do you would you guys want them to be in the 616 or do you want them to be in a separate earth because I, I feel like it's getting overcrowded, the whole, the whole <laughs> earth is getting overcrowded. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, but then again, you know, because like, you're going to have to find an excuse for like the multiverse to come together. Yeah. And you're probably going to have like, you're going to have like Charles Xavier interact with like an Iron Man variant <laughs> or Reed Richards mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. When that's not like, I mean, one, that probably lowers our chances of ever interacting. And then two, you know, like, it also cheapens out like, oh, they're on a different earth the entire time. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. the counter to that is, well, where if the if the let's say the show or whatever, let's say the show it takes place in the sixties, mm-hmm. where have they been this entire time? Oh, they're on a different planet, or oh, they're mm-hmm. actually in the shadows the entire time and opted not to help people in need. Like that's why yeah. it's kinda 
it, it, that's it why is. it's getting i think either way you're gonna have people dislike their creative decision yeah. that's what happened with eternals a lot of people didn't like eternals because they were on earth and you know they had to come up with a reason why they didn't you know like face off against Thanos or mm. face off against uh Loki's invasion you know there's so many more reasons to hate Eternals Truly. yeah that's the lowest <laughs> that should be at the bottom <laughs> of the pole with the totem pole when it comes to the reasons yeah. why I think yeah. that's the greatest Marvel movie actually no, no. <laughs> yeah no. that's a funny it War. was weird seeing Professor X and Doctor Strange that okay that's what I, I was about to ask it tripped me up a little bit because I love seeing him. Yeah. Yes. Now seeing him in, yeah. in his uh in his in his actual wheelchair. Yeah. Like that was phenomenal. <laughs> but my problem is Patrick Stewart is up there in age. If we are going to go forward with his Charles Xavier, how long do we have him for? So um probably never again. I, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm not gonna be blunt when I say that because that was the '90s cartoon, so that wasn't the. Well, you you know that already, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You obviously know that already. So, you know he's, you know, like that <laughs> you know. So he did. They did and, kill and him. Then they did kill him. They kill him off. So yeah. I think it was probably Patrick Schwartz's way of saying, like, I can get around it because that's not my <laughs> that's not my Fox version. Yeah, that's somebody different. Um, if they what? do recast him, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't even know if he wants that, to be honest. I think that was like his, like, that was his limit. I feel like, cause you commit to retirement from a character, you know, like, yeah, it's, ex- it's exciting for fans. It's also exciting for you to revisit him, but it also gets to, gets to a point too, where you want to explore different options as an actor. And I know Marvel has sort of shifted the way you do contracts now. So instead of committing to like five different projects at once, you just sign up for one. And then they say, Hey, do you want to do two more? Do you want to do another? Like the, you know, that kind con- those, that communication is there. Mm-hmm. So maybe, Oh God, I like, I contradicted myself. So it probably is a way for another thing. I don't know. But <laughs> you, you go ahead. Yeah. You could always I, make it work. <laughs> I think it could work because of the fact that you have all these variants, right? Like we saw Reed Richards get yeah. sliced up you know yeah. you know he's coming i was just that was not about that that was where i lost it <laughs> seeing him just appear and i don't know how I, I avoid all these spoilers i'm so glad i did because i was expecting to see deadpool in this oh yeah so everybody kept talking about you know that something okay I've, that's been messed up so when i saw him appear and it was john krasinski oh yeah that was that was i forgot about that john was freaking the hell like i can't like i was sitting next to him he was like oh my god yeah oh my god you know you know how it gets yeah Yeah. they all almost get when you you do characters i was just glad to see him so i you know apparently i I know we're going to that was a that was a nice fan of fantastic four suit by the way but we are going to get a fantastic four film which i'm glad about but yeah i'll i'll be honest i didn't like that suit you didn't. I like. It's I better like better than the, what we've seen. Fox so, was horrible. Okay, so <laughs> what, I, I I'll put it this way. I I think if they gave us the material from the Fox version and the placement of the rebooted Fox version. Oh yeah, yeah With yeah. the colors of Krasinski's suit, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Okay. okay. And 
I'm biased because I like a darker blue as opposed to a lighter blue. Okay. So that's my ideal connector four suit. Okay. It's, yeah. it's all a matter. Or maybe like you shift the placement a bit lower. So it's like more, because it was kind of like, like near, like more up the, up the chest. So I'll probably do it yeah. down low. It well, was only like a cheek, but. I think we're going to, um we're going to see a new suit anyway, because every Marvel yeah. film, every character like gets a new suit the next film. So I wouldn't <laughs> expect that to be the one we sure. see them all come together. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see what's going to end up happening because no matter who is cast as as Wolverine, no matter uh, when Storm is introduced, like I just, I'm just glad that we're going to be able to see X Men done the right way now. Yeah, that that's the only and I I do want I'm to excited. see John Carlo uh, Esposito as uh, Magneto, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I want him so bad. I, I know he him. I know he plays the villain yeah. in everything, but I want him so he plays a great he would villain. Crush it, bro. <laughs> I, I've said it for the longest time. If you did like I well, I've been in agreement with someone else who said it, but like literally instead of his background being the Holocaust, you make his background the Rwandan genocide. And that makes that makes and complete sense. Because, that you, makes you know what I mean. Sense. And yeah. we're not comparing and contrasting what you know what's worse than the other, right? Both yeah. of them are equally yeah. bad, but they yeah. still have like the, they still maintain the same themes, right? That so work then, for the character. So he and Charles were childhood friends. So where so Charles would come from Rwanda as well, then. Um, I'm not even sure how they, how did they meet? I think it was it wasn't like at, it was in the camp. I don't even remember actually. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, in that the scene, in that the opening scene of um, one of did they? I think I think I, I just like, well, I thought like they were childhood was... friends. If if that's the case, they can either have Charles grow up in Rwanda, or he can be maybe a reporter, or like the son of a reporter, like visiting the country. But then again, which reporter would bring your like to a you know? Because that Charles, would be, he yeah. comes from money, right? Yeah, I, I thought his so. background was he had money. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he could, he there's money in Africa. There's money in Rwanda. They could do that. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah. I can that definitely too. see that yeah. working. Like being like a diplomat or something. Like I can see that. I can make that work. I like that. <laughs> I do too. And then like you can just like you just keep Wakanda's the Wakanda's right there, so it it, it could bode well that he's he's from Wakanda if you wanted to say that too. And they're very very eager to drop. Wakanda, anything Wakanda in, in all new Marvel projects, all yes. new X yes. anything. So I'm sure they would eat that up. They would love that. That would be interesting. All right. Okay. All right. Now we gotta send this episode to somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that's, that. Yeah. I no, like that'd that. be that'd be great. But yeah. Maybe yeah, it's probably it's probably it's, it's obviously wishful thinking, but if they if they by some miracle get him for that role he's crushing it i think i'll be i'll be i'll say it right now he'll be better than ian mckellen i would it wouldn't even Uh, shock me undoubtedly it It wouldn't even shock me he would overshadow him in a heartbeat i'm sorry ian mckellen you're fantastic Mm -hmm. ian mccaver or or michael fassbender you're fantastic he's Mm -hmm. he'll be the best one oh for sure he'll he'll 100 be the best one michael fassbender is already better than ian mckellen I think everyone agrees with that. Yes. He you put Giancarlo, who's known for playing villains, yeah. in that role. And given that writing. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're 
And he's with the MCU. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> he's not with Fox. Yeah. You I have every you had you had the foundation to make him literally one of the greatest Marvel characters. He already is one of the greatest Marvel characters. Yeah. You just have to you give him the right material, he'll flourish. And you know technically he's already with Star Wars. I mean with uh Disney because he's in Star Wars. So mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that far fetched. But you would have to find a, a younger Charles Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. have to find a younger one because I if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Esposito is like around 60. Yeah, I think if anything, probably have it be more of a father-son dynamic. Between as opposed, as opposed to and, and, and Charles. Yeah, as opposed to doing, because I know like they, they're basically brothers mm-hmm. uh, since they first met each other mm-hmm. or became brothers. Uh, so if anything, just have it be like a father-son relationship. Maybe Charles losses. Yeah, if anything. I'm not mad at that, man. I'm not mad at that. I really, I really want to see. I really, I, I just want to see the X Men show up. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah much better, much better. <laughs> yeah, I there's need, a lot of Wolverine in his places suit. they fell short. Yeah, I yeah. still can't well, get over Jennifer Lawrence as uh, Mystique. It's just like yeah. a couple of places I like. Okay, we talked about it, like Storm being less than. Yeah. Them killing Darwin. That was wild to me. Like, first of all, like, and it even bothers me more knowing that he is such a great actor. Yeah. Like, he's come out with a lot of projects since then that I'm like, mm, this is good. But yeah, they've done X Men dirty a, a, a yeah. lot over the years, so I'm excited for Uh-oh, some yeah. something better. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. I, I think it's it, it's time too. Yeah. Because you have a lot of guys that have yeah that. They're about to be phased out anyway. They, yeah. They've already phased out Captain America. Well, Chris Evans. <laughs> uh, Iron Man's gone. You know, so you need the new leaders. I'm fine with that. That'd be yeah. nice to see. Yeah. Marvel's Do- cranking out a lot of stuff. They are. I'm, so I'm kind of excited. Yeah, something. Wait, who play, who would play Doctor Doom? I have Cillian Murphy as my number one choice. Ooh. I've said. Yeah. Cillian Murphy is my number one choice. I love. I, I've watched. I've watched one scene in Peaky Blinders, and I said his stare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he's a, great. Is I'm, is exactly what you need from that character. All, yeah. all expression, no emotion. And he, if he can get away with what he does, like his eyes alone speaks emotions. Mm-hmm. If he, mm-hmm. if he can emote that through his mask, Doctor Doom's mask. Over, over. I like that. Okay, all right. I had to look him up. I have not seen him in a whole lot of things, but I really do want to see more of him. So I would love Watch to see anything him. that Christopher Nolan has done. Yeah. <laughs> He's showing up. I don't know what their partnership is, but anything Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan is is working on, Cillian is on that cast. And like I don't want to have to watch Batman to <laughs> see that nice man. Yeah, he's been in he's starring in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was in yeah. Dunkirk, Inception, yeah. all the yeah, all the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um Boo. <laughs> he is yeah. very I'm talented that, though. Yeah, I'm he, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that's gonna be are we good on this? Are we good on the news? Ready to get into the meat and potatoes of everything? 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back and uh, we'll come back with the uh, director's cut of uh, Wes Anderson. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Dwayne from Pastor Ox and Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement if you got a moment. Can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from it just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top-notch, high-quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high-quality, feels good, and on, most importantly, it is definitely fashionable, okay? Comes in a different, wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments. Something to make you look good, feel good, and swag real good in the process, all right? So, again, did I did I get to mention that this is also a black-owned brand? It's a black-owned brand, y'all, so if nothing else, definitely go support that 100%. So, what I want to do is I want to tell you, Head on over to OTS Media Co. on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you go over, you click the link in the bios, it'll take you straight to the Champ Number One Boxers website. You can check out all their styles, you can check out their bundle deals, you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ Number One Boxers. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ, all right? Champ number one boxers, make sure you go cop those, all right? All right. So welcome back, y'all. This week on Director's Cut, I have brought back some order to a chaotic land. We are off of Christopher Nolan. We are back on to somebody, a culture of sophistication. We are spotlighting Wes Anderson, one of the great directors, filmmakers of our time, truly changing the game and the narrative, shaking things up, doing something different, and most importantly, not putting some man in a cape and a mask. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> right on into it. I have seen tons of Wes Anderson movies. There are some great ones. Just rewatched Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I think, Matthew, did you say you watched that one? That's Recently? right. Recently? Okay, right. so I don't know. Where do you guys want to dive in? Wes Anderson. They don't love him like I love him. Because okay. no one's fighting or <laughs> no, yeah. Well, yeah. Let well, me ask you this real fast. <laughs> Because you're saying he's one of the 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 prolific directors the of directors our time. Of our time. Okay, I want to make sure I'm I'm getting that correct. Um <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I, so I just like, yeah. 
Yeah, no, sorry. I didn't mean. I, I didn't know if you meant that as a as a joke or like. No, I'm 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 being legit. Okay, no, I got you. I got no. I thought you were gonna say something like out of like not out of pocket, but like you're about to say okay. No, well, okay, yeah. so <laughs> my fault. You go ahead. You go ahead. What I saw, so I just watched the French Alex. Dispatch. Okay. Uh, director, as a director, I did not have a problem with <laughs> direction. Okay. Um, however, I am intrigued to know if he is, and I don't want to go on a tangent, so <laughs> let's reel me back in if, if, if that happens. But if you're saying he's one of the prolific, one of the more prolific, who would you say are your top three right now? Directors? Yeah. Ooh. Come back to me. Circle back. Okay. Because I will answer that at the end. That's big. That's okay. big. And and I saw a lot of good stuff with this. I thought like his the 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 differences with um the sets in terms yeah. of like with them going they're going shot to shot shot. Like they were yeah. um telling a story. This now the story of French Dispatch was very yeah. weird to me. That yeah, it is. I did it's, not look, understand what he I was is quirky. Into. You're going to get yeah. quirky from him. That's just, uh, you know, it. yes. He nailed it. Because I didn't realize this was like multiple yeah. stories. I, I, right. I'm thinking. What is it called? An anthology? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking we're going we're gonna to get a, mm-hmm. a primary story. Yeah. And people don't like this one for that exact reason. Yeah. But I do think you're going, I think it was a good one to watch because you have seen every single one of those actors and actresses, but I Mm -hmm. bet you have never seen them quite like that. Right. Or maybe you have, and you're just like, "Mm, this is good. Like I loved Owen Wilson in that. Just, you're still getting that same sort of flair, but you, you know, it's something a little bit different. Um, same, yeah. you know, he same thing with like uh, Tilda Swinton and a lot of the other people. Um, what is the guy? I only know him as um, like Beatty from The Hunger Games. The guy at the end, black guy. He is also on a um, a new show that just dropped too. Can't think of his name right now. It'll come to me. But I, I loved him as well too. Again, someone who I'd, I'd seen kind of in the same sort of roles and got to see him him kind of be somebody else. But it, yeah, I I definitely love Wes Anderson. What do you love about him? I think it's different. I just think that you're just, when you get Wes Anderson, you know that you're going to get something quirky. You know that Mm -hmm. you're going to get something on that level. Um, I also like that he uses the same actors and actresses. You're going to continue to see, you know, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, Owen Wilson, Mm -hmm. both the Wilsons, really. I like that. I think that that's something that's unique. Um, I think the stories are good. I liked Grand Budapest. I love Moonrise Kingdom. Um, I think the more that you dive into it, you kind of see his his genius that's there. Like, for example, um, in, um, oh, which one? Uh, the French Dispatch. It took me a minute to understand that the reason why on one of the stories that it becomes animated is because it's the comic section of the newspaper. So oh. that's so that's why it's funny. Okay. And that's why okay. it's, because you have to remember, this is a newspaper. You're supposed to be listed to like things like that, that it's like, okay, I didn't get that until the second. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, so this makes more sense. It does. This makes you, more sense. It's one, a lot of his okay. movies are wa- are worth a second or third watch because once you get over, first you might watch it and you're like, that was weird. Mm. Then you watch it again and you're like, okay. 
then maybe you watch one more time you start to appreciate some of the the cinematics that he's doing all yeah. along yeah no it was very artistic I, like, yeah i'll give yeah. it to him that was that was <laughs> extremely artistic yeah most of them um, shot on film or some yes. you know variation the aspect ratio as well you're not used to seeing that um in modern day yeah that's, he knows what he's doing yeah i i, I love i, I mean <laughs> The technicality of it, yeah. I love. The story itself, I was just like, eh. Because it's all over the place to me. I like I like a primary line yeah. that we're going on and building and developing on that. It's yeah. just when you're constantly Bouncing. starting, stopping, starting, yeah. stopping, starting, stopping. That that whole thing yeah. to me is kind of hard to get into the overall story. So Right. And some of them are shorter than yeah. others. Yeah. yeah. Now the Benicio del Toro uh, story—that yeah. was my favorite. I will say yeah. that that <laughs> that was my favorite. Um, Adrian Brody was hilarious. Adrian Brody was amazing. Yeah. Now I'll yes. give you, I I'll give you all that. I I <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Um, if all you're complaining about is the story, yes. you gotta admit yes. that that's yes. a good director. Well, okay. So because think about it, he's another great director. You've got an amazing cast, and there are people, and he has he doesn't put out very many movies. I think he has a dozen movies, if that, yeah. not even. Yeah. So it's like it's one of those people where if if Bill Murray's not available, if Tilda's not available, and that's who he wants in the movie, he's not gonna shoot the movie. And right. so that's someone who really could just like carry a movie based off the cast which we see done all the time and he doesn't mm -hmm. he's still going to give you a good story going to give you a good shot the fact that you could pause any of his movies at any point and get a beautiful shot i love i'll always love that yeah no nah, it was it was amazing in that sense i'll, I'll, I'll give yeah. that to you i'll give that to you it's definitely not for everybody i definitely get that because it is it is very quirky and then yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of his animated stuff, but uh, Mr. Fox and uh, what is it? Isle of Dogs, two other, Mr. Fox, I think is, was great. Um, Isle of Dogs, another one, again, quirky, kind of mm -hmm. weird. Um, George Clooney, I think, narrates that one. Okay. So it's, yeah, he just, it's, it's different. It is different. It yes. is different. You're different. not getting action all necessarily. You're not getting, you know, a, a, another dimension or another world. You're mm -hmm. not getting. You you really are just getting story. You're getting yeah. act. You're getting art. You're getting yeah. And I'm fine with that. I, I don't I don't need explosions to keep my right. attention. Um, the 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 only thing I will say is that the story was just all over the place. <laughs> I, the, I, I, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm that one. I need that linear story. I need that, yeah. that development in that way. So if it is in this movie, I think it was like an hour 40, somewhere in that range. That sounds right. Um, so for that much time, you know, I like the, the, the building process of characters. I like, that i don't like just jumping into something and right you're, you're brought out like 10 minutes out you know if it's if it's known to be see of course i don't watch trailers so i i set myself up oh really failure. yeah i don't watch trailers so i set myself up for failure with a lot of these different projects because i don't know what it's about okay i follow production i don't follow the the trailers because i don't want anything ruined i'm still that has happened off. to me too yeah yeah i Iron Man 2 was probably the last film that I watched the trailer for prior. And 
it showed me way too much because I'm like, oh, it just didn't happen. You know, I, I don't I don't like that part. Like I right. I have a photographic memory. I'm going to remember every single thing from the trailer that has not taken place yet. And I'm like, well, yeah, this person's not dead because this took place in the trailer. Okay. You know, so that that's why that's why for me I just steer clear. And they show the whole film in three minutes anyway. So I don't like that. Um, so I didn't know what I was getting into with this. So it took a second to dive in because I was sitting there. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, it is a lot. It's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, it was an interesting one to watch. I guess I didn't really think about that one, that it is a lot of stories um, mm-hmm. put together that people might not love. It did feel like a museum, though. I will tell you that. It felt like okay. going to a museum. Yeah, and that's I a like nice museums. way to put it. I love going to museums. I love art museums. That's a great way to put it. But ah, it's and that's probably why that's probably why the Benicio del Toro one, uh, Moses, uh, his last name, the character he played. But um, that's why his story was was the most intriguing one to me because of the way they're talking about him uh, painting with like different things in a jail. Like, yeah like grease and and stuff like that yeah turpentine and all turpentine. that stuff very yeah. interesting very interesting but they're crazy as hell <laughs> crazy as hell yeah this, it was it was good so I, I i don't know much about wes anderson to yeah. be completely honest you know so i'm not familiar with his work like that um that, that's why i'm asking you know what your interpretation is of him and also like where you would rank him because while I understand the director's um, directors don't have they're not they're not writing the film they're not yeah. writing the story right but your your um, job your objection is to enhance the story as much as possible and I think my only gripe outside of the the multiple stories in this film is I would have liked to have seen the 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 common theme of the he was the editor right Bill Murray played the editor yes so I would like to have seen the the common thread that connected all these stories yeah I understand I understand this is supposed to be a newspaper mm-hmm. now that you I mean I yes. saw the I saw the placement and stuff like that but it didn't right. click to me that this was supposed to be like you're reading a newspaper exactly but I would like to know I would like to, to have felt what that thread was to me that would have enhanced the story to where I'm like oh okay so they're right. talking about xyz we're just going through going through that's my that's probably my only other gripe. I can see that yeah but outside of that it's not it's <laughs> you know it's good it's good I'm not watching it again though <laughs> okay is that the only one you've ever seen i'm looking i was just looking at stuff i think so it might be i wouldn't be surprised like i said he only has a few more um i until i was looking through the list i forgot i saw the royal tannenbaums one of his earlier works um with um ben stiller both of the wilsons i think are in it that one was good i did not everybody liked that one i did i did like that one i forgot about that one Mm -hmm. yeah i don't remember this movie Apparently he's gonna put out some stuff. He's he's got a movie coming out on Netflix. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah, and that's not doesn't have a, a a date attached to it yet. But I'm Asteroid interested City? to see. I'm sorry. Is it Asteroid City? That's one of them. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Okay. Yeah. 
And those are both going on Netflix? Um, yes. Okay. So very interesting to see because, you know, he's had 20th Century Fox and, you know, Sony behind him. And so mm-hmm. Netflix has a lot of money. Netflix is creating some, some you know, ground-shaking things. So I'm interested to see what somebody with his vision and his sort of style is going to look like on Netflix. Oh, that's a big cast. Yeah. It's hard to direct a big cast. I will say that that that's one thing that i will give him props for as well is is when you have a huge cast it's not easy to get everybody the spotlight because you have big names everybody feels i mean everybody in hollywood has an ego right right (laughs) it's it's hard to balance everybody's ego with this new film you're talking about um asteroid city Mm -hmm. margot robbie tom hanks brian cranston tilda swing adrian Adrian, uh, brody uh leave shriver mm. uh, bill murray jeffrey wright like All that's his a favorites. lot of guys that's a lot of names right that's there. How, what he does Carla though Johansson. that's what he does like yeah. that's that is not out of this cast is not out of the norm for a wes anderson for sure <sighs> that's a to have movie. young and old yeah. to have people you know that you've seen over and over again to people yeah. who are, are newcomers who you're interested to see what they bring Yes, and he's able to do it and still able to bring out talent from all of those people. Like I said, I love how he uses Tilda Swinton. I love how he uses um, Adrian Brody. Those are two people who I'm like, oh man, like I don't think I would have originally given them this role, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. Yeah, I, I did like Timothy uh, Chalamet mm-hmm. as well. I didn't understand the story. <laughs> But I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy I had to part. watch that one twice as well. Like, yeah. I really pay attention to that one when I watched it again, because that yeah. one was one that moved kind of quick and had a lot. It um, did. But even I think the, the girl who played alongside him, who was his love yes. interest in that yes. story, yes. she did a really good job. And I think she's now in in the Wes Anderson universe yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> I think she's now going to be a part of it because she did it like he just appreciates you know, I, I mean, it's the same thing that, um, you know, Dick Wolf uses the same people over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, Shonda Rhyme, like there is something to be said about, you know, directors who just enjoy mm-hmm. using the same producers who enjoy using the same people because they know whether it be the quality of work that they have, or like you said, everybody has a, a ego. So maybe these mm-hmm. are a group of people who don't, you know? Yeah, that, actually, that's, that's a good... Mm-hmm. I could see Tom Hanks. I could, you know, I could see Bill Murray being like, huh, uh, uh, just, yeah. do I have a trailer? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just don't get to go to craft <laughs> services. Like I don't, I don't see them being big, you know, headaches and things like that. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this is, I think it's interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm <laughs> this, this was hard to watch. If you listen, if, okay. I'm, no, I don't know if you like Moonrise Kingdom. Matt, did you like Grand Budapest? Um, I don't. I hate y'all so much. The two of y'all can just. It was. An, it was an experience. <laughs> These. Um, look. I, 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 <laughs> no, have, I don't uh, like this. <laughs> I I will praise uh, Wes's. <laughs> editing uh editing techniques uh specifically how all of his shots are symmetrical yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think yes. you know there's something there's something 
like undeniably great about how he tries to capture as much as he can in a single frame mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than relying on you know like uh constant cuts and even at the times that he does like i, I think really the only instances where he does like cuts within a scene are just shot reverse shots but mm -hmm. the shots themselves are again symmetrical so nothing is sort of nothing is ever felt handheld or you know like so his uh his filmmaking is, is nothing sort of amazing but <laughs> when you pair his filmmaking with stories that i don't find emotionally engaging then it makes it hard like there's only so much you can do as a director to enhance the story mm -hmm. but when your story is depthless like the grand budapest hotel because no! i found absolutely nothing oh compelling about the story stop. now but the i'll i'll stop there because b you know is obviously a huge fan of west has probably watched the grand budapest like way more than i ever have so yes you know feel free to you know like you know criticize what i said i just like nothing about that movie it screamed spectacular to me i was left confused of why i watched it like i don't know you like all what suck. You know? Sorry. Oh, the Sorry. stories i will get back to you all the stories are not always for everybody i think that i'm very much invested in him and how beautifully it's shot and all of that that i do feel like yeah sometimes the stories fall short but at the same time there are tons of movies that are exactly the opposite where it's just like the story was good but man they just rushed it or it wasn't this they didn't shoot it well or why did they make this decision so i feel like maybe when i watch his it's like refreshing because the stories in my opinion aren't bad i don't think anything about his movies are like bad i don't right, ever right, i right. don't ever watch it and i'm like i don't like that cast i don't like the color i don't like the i'm just like it might you know the story could have been a little bit better but it's not like when we're where there's just huge holes that you can blow in it like you you could yeah. a lot of other there's just not that and i think that that's refreshing that he's he you're, you gotta give him a you gotta give him like at least a three out of five four out of five on almost everything you know i i would say i would love to see him team up with a writer that yeah. has depth so okay. if, you, if you if you teamed him up with like a jonathan nolan yeah mm, mm, look how y'all mm -mm. Well, watch Westworld. Watch Westworld. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, you, I heard Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, yeah, the story, the story development is phenomenal. Yeah, there isn't just like, a, like an identifiable trait for his movies. Like, they're just movies. That's the cast. You know what I, I mean? Think like, the cast I, I is the identifiable I, and trait, and that's and that's a problem. Like, if I don't <laughs> know, and if I don't know a movie is good or bad like that's a problem like you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i watched grand budapest i'm like yeah i i like certain parts of it but i don't like certain parts of it you know like i don't sway one like it's one of the few mm -hmm. times like literally i can't i i didn't even rate the movie <laughs> i just viewed it as like this felt like a fever dream for an hour <laughs> and 30 minutes and again like i'm not disrespecting him i like i'm not gonna sit around and act like i'll ever be a better director than wes anderson because what he accomplishes on film, so I'm assuming he shoots on film. It certainly looks like he shoots on film, uh, shot on film for Grand Budapest. Um, you know, like things like that are immaculate. But then, similar to what where Darius complaints are held, and I'm assuming it's probably a worse case for uh, for French Dispatch when you're focusing on multiple stories at once. You know, if I'm feeling that way about 
a single story, you know, like I said, I can imagine how Derek was feeling, you know, when they're focusing on, yeah, you know, more, mm-hmm. more, you know. So that, that's why, like, I can't, I don't want to, like, be, like, say he's outlandishly bad or that he's, like, you know, like one of the best directors ever. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to watch more movies of his to see if, you know, my opinion changes, but, you know, no, it was just, it was just a movie. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. But I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad I watched it though. So I have like something different. Up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think it's something different. He's not one of those directors that's putting out tons and tons of stuff. So it's not like you're going to get burdened with the Wes Anderson necessarily mm-hmm. every year or something mm-hmm. like that. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, Wes has a movie out. What type of quirky, you know, little story are we going to get into now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe like a, a palate cleanser. Yeah, I I I think it's I think it's a uh it's definitely different than what you're used to from like mm-hmm. other directors. Um I just I know I want to see him paired with the writer. Like oh like give me yeah. oh even like Jordan Peele. Like if he if he paired with like Jordan Peele. Oh my god, that'd be so trippy. That <laughs> see now that would make a little more sense, right? Because be their so styles are, are are pretty similar in terms of that quirkiness a little bit, and and, and yeah. But Wes Anderson is so upbeat. Like imagine like yeah. a, a like the sound. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a a horror with the soundtrack. Yeah. Like well, hey, that would be a good circus movie. I mean, yeah. That'd be a really good circus film. You know, I would love to see something like that. Because I, I think I think for what he had to do with this film, with directing and 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 um developing like that, I thought his part yeah. was done very well. The story was just <laughs> like like know. it was shallow. It was it. the story the stories were shallow to me. I thought it was so different. I loved it. I think it's one of those stories that you can like. I don't know. It allows you to invest in a character in these extended and shortened, just depending amount of times that is something different for sure. Where or yeah. it's it's interesting that like you have these characters that it that it doesn't all necessarily tie up in a nice bow. But when you think about it, that's exactly how the newspaper is. The newspaper isn't a story. It's not meant to all go together. When you read it, you really are. You turn the page, you're getting lifestyle. You turn the page, you're getting Mm -hmm. comics, then you're getting food reviews. So that sort of disheveled all over the place is exactly how it's supposed to sort of play out. And I think that elements like that, it's, I mean, you can say the same thing about Christopher Nolan. We talked about it, like when you watched Inception, okay. The first time you watched it, you were like, what did I just watch? I get it. I know what I'm supposed to. Then you watch it another time and you're like, oh, okay. Now, now I'm picking up on the foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, maybe as you sort of think about what the director was really thinking, it, it, it allows you to sort of appreciate the story more. That's a good way to put it. I, I, I guess because is shot in the style of a newspaper yeah that makes more sense right that makes more sense but i could definitely Um, see how it's like you're all over the place especially some of it's shot in black and white which he's good about too he's he's gonna do that in all almost all of his films i i like seeing the differences in in black and white versus color the the color the color popped exactly in this film so I, i like i thought that was masterful loved it i don't have a problem with that at all 
and it's yeah, shots are gorgeous, like ho- long hallway yeah. shots that you're gonna get. Um, yeah, just be- yeah, just beautiful, you know, images and that little quirky like scenes of them running, like the camera work is is mm-hmm. definitely there. Yeah, um, I, I just I all I need is just a consistent story. <laughs> that's that's all. That's all. Like that's if I, I knew don't I was think any of them like do. Like I'm looking through them and I'm like, I mean, I can't think of one where I'm like, okay, start to finish. This was a a story where you're getting invested in all of the characters. They're not all like that. They are. They all kind of are like weird fever dreams. <laughs> okay, so um, what was that animated film he did? Um. Mr. The Pro- Isle of Dogs, yeah, and Fab and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox is which was a great movie, but I cannot remember what it's about. Like I watched it when it first came out. Okay. Yeah, two thousand and nine. I think it's on Disney Plus now. I think so too. Weirdly, weirdly oh. enough, so, so I was looking at like I was looking through the other day, and I was like, "That's a that's an odd selection," but you know. Okay, I'll I'll watch that. I'm going yeah. to watch that. Because I can't imagine that his film does that for a child's movie. It's not a kid's movie. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah. I thought this it, was, it's rated as such, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't define it as a kid's movie. Could you bring your kids? Sure. Bring little Timmy. But like, okay. I don't think it's. <laughs> yeah. I don't think if they're looking <laughs> yeah. for like a, okay. like a giddy adventure. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Then never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I th- I thought this was this was uh, cause I saw I only saw one picture, so I'm looking at it differently now. Okay. Yeah. I all right. I I'm gonna watch it. I'm yeah. gonna watch it just so I can see. Um, Grand Budapest made a lot of money. It was budgeted at 25 million, and it made 172.9 at box office. Jesus. Yeah. I was Angel like, buy those tickets or no? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking around. No, that's, that's awesome though. It, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's great though because uh, you, you, I think a lot of Fox Search like uh, movies. Anyways, if it's a Fox Search like movie, um, they tend to just have like limited theater releases. Um, oh, yeah. So the odds of them making, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like leaning back in my chair. So the yeah. odds of them. Uh, making millions are like slim to none mm-hmm. uh most of the time so it's, it's nice to see i'll put it this way like a wes anderson a wes anderson would probably be someone i go to the movies for because there's no one else yeah. like him yeah. and i think in the realm of like like i think we've talked about this many times before in the realm of superhero movies um all these different franchises it's refreshing to see someone who is not afraid to stick to their style even mm-hmm. though cinema is definitely leaning uh <laughs> in a much you know leaning in a different way than it has right. than it was years ago mm-hmm. so I, I appreciate that that part to him and you know well is there a chance i'll, I'll never like a film of his probably there's also <laughs> a great chance i will like a film of his because you know just because i don't like one doesn't mean that the rest of his are on the same level you know yeah yeah Asteroid City is written, directed, and produced by Wes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> watching uh, that, that's going to tell me a lot right there. If he's all writing right. the story. Let's see. <laughs> and let's see. The wonderful, yeah, this one, the other one is, looks like it's based off of um, 
This one was written and directed by him too. All right. Wes got two screenplay by two him. All right. All right. All right. Wes, maybe I will turn up. Oh, it's on Netflix, so I don't have to turn up anywhere. I just have to you know, <laughs> put Netflix on my screen and then uh, I'll find the movie. I think you guys are going to be very unhappy because I unfortunately think that our boy Wes is writing and directing and producing all of his things already. Yeah, well, you know, I think it, it's reached <laughs> a point where I, I feel like we, we, we've done one he and is, we can go for another. He's writing his work. He wrote The Grand Budapest. He wrote yeah. French Dispatch. Yeah, he is. This is him. It's all, which I feel like I knew. Okay. I think I had an idea of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's definitely having some other people come in, but. All right. We'll see. It explains, it explains why we're getting a lot of the same, you know, feeling of no story aimlessness, I guess. That's his yeah. vibe. That's his, that's his thing right there, and that's perfectly fine, I guess. It's just look, Christopher uh, Nolan loves messing with our brains. Everyone's got their everyone's got their thing. I mean, and, and Tyler Perry is a, is a huge writer on his yes. stuff too. Um, that's not the greatest thing. See what would happen if he had more writers <laughs> in his room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would have look. I'm for it. Projects, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of writers in general are just like pretentious douchebags because they're kind of like well all due respect like i feel like a lot of them just like have a vibe to them i don't know i maybe there's a bit too that rough, i know like, yeah some that i know aren't like that but when you're talking about hollywood possibly. yeah i'm leaning more currently out of hollywood yeah, hollywood, when hollywood is possible yeah especially when, you, when you've been in it for so long um i don't know this is interesting so okay are you ready for your ranking then? <laughs> yes. Because I'm very, I'm, I'm highly intrigued to see where <laughs> you would rank Wes Anderson today of, of today's generation of, of okay. directors, not, not all the time. And any response might, uh, you know, well, might upset both of us. <laughs> uh, I'm legitimately just, just curious. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know who, I, who my list is right now. But, yeah, I don't know who my list is. Yeah. Um. But just like the top three, who are like your two go, like go to guys uh, out now? I'm trying to just think of movies that I love and kind of think about it that way. Okay. But that's not like a really great way to do it. Cause I feel like that I'm just gonna get these like random people. I'm, it's, it's not a bad way to do I it. I like Tim Burton. Do you? I'm a Tim okay. Burton. I I I loved um, Edward Scissorhands. Um, did he? Yeah, and um, a lot of animated things, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. all that. You can. I'm I'm down with Tim Burton. Did he do um, um, ooh, Johnny Depp, uh, Helen, uh, Sweeney Todd? Sweeney Todd, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim yeah, Burton, yeah. Sweeney Todd. I like Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Tim Burton's up there for me. Um, I like James Cameron. Okay. Because it's like freaking Avatar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. gonna like, if yeah. I'm gonna, if we're gonna talk about like movies, or it's like I like the director, I like the way that it works, I like the way that it flows. I'm appreciative of this. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with James Cameron as well. Okay. 
And then you're throwing West in there? Is yeah, that, I'm definitely going to throw West in there, yeah. Okay. I know I'm forgetting. Like, there's just people I know I'm not thinking of. Yeah, it's kind of hard to think off the top of your head. Because I, I, similar to you, Bia, I, I, I think of movies Yeah. as just, like, what they are. Like, I don't consider... I most of the time, like, I don't consider directors unless I had right. that knowledge. You know, I feel you there. Because a lot of movies I, I, I straight up watch without even looking who did them. And then, like, yeah. years later, I'll find out, hey, did you know Mark City directed that? I'm like, what? Right. Really? Like, <laughs> and maybe that's why I like Wes Anderson so much. Because I'm like, every time I watch one of his movies, everything from, like, and I guess he's just been spacing them out in my life. Like, Grand Budapest was, like, 2009. And there's, like, The French Dispatch is 2021. So it's, like, mm-hmm. every time I watch something, I'm like, I like this. I like this. And it kind of made me do the connection. Okay. okay. So I think that's okay. why I'm, like, such a fan of his. I, I do it much more with music. Than, than I think with television and film. Like, I, yeah. I love producers. Like, if you ask me, name your top three producers, I could do that all day long. For yeah. movies, I don't know if it's because I don't, there's just the names that you keep hearing about, you mm-hmm. know, the Christopher Nolans, the Scorsese yeah, yeah. and all of that, that you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some people. And then there's also, like, who's, who's doing all of the, what is it, A24? Who's doing unproducing? Like, I like their mood. Like, you know, I like them as a production company yeah but it's not always the same people produce you know yeah i liked um i didn't like the movie with um oh what's the one and it's just the three of them in the house uh jason 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 statham is that and um he's the robber yeah 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 i didn't Um, like that movie like the plot was i didn't love but i love the way it was shot yeah a24 yeah, I mean, isn't that a, is that on an A24 film? Am I making that up? Maybe. <laughs> no, yeah. Honestly, I like. Okay. I'm just surprised like Jaden Statham would like star in a project like that. So I'm so used to him being in like action movies. Mm-hmm. I know. Maybe I am completely making that up. No, you're all good. <laughs> you're all good. Um, I try to look up. But yeah, okay, great example. Popular A24 movies, some some great ones that, you know, ones that we watch. I think we all said Spiderhead, not the best movie as far as plot, but we all thought, like, you know, it wasn't shot terribly. <laughs> um, Bridge to Terabithia. I love that book, but I never saw the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, A24 is interesting to me because they um they have great movies. They do. Now, what am I thinking of then? But that one movie, Midsummer, did you ever see that? Mm-mm. Don't watch it. <laughs> Don't watch it. That, that, and I think I saw Hereditary, if I'm, if I'm remembering that one correctly. Hereditary those, sounds familiar. Those were just, yeah, they that wasn't it for me. But overall... What I've seen with A24 has been phenomenal. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of just like what are some like movies that I love. Oh, I, who shot Arrival? Oh, Denis Villeneuve. What'd you say? Denis Villeneuve. No, wait. Oh, okay, yeah. Who was like? Yeah, he directed movie. it. Love that movie. Like, I'm trying to think like what else does he do? Oh, he did Sicario, uh, Prisoners, the new Dune movie. Um, I forgot his foreign feature. 
I can't think of what he yeah. did. Um, so enemy. See, like, he hasn't even done general. that much stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That so makes it's sense. just like there are tons of like movies that I like where I'm like the producers are not just producing and or directors are not directing a lot of stuff that might make them you know as recognizable as some of the names that you know we throw out. So you're going with Tim Burton. <laughs> I think it was Tim Burton. Who else did I say? I forgot who I said. I think I said Tim Burton. James Cameron. James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. And and Wes Anderson. That's yes. Not, I, okay. I get that. Tim Burton's style is always weird to me. I, I like a weird style. You, yeah, I, I can see <laughs> that. I'm seeing the connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the here's the one director who will never be the same again. And that's Ridley Scott. I don't think he's made a oh, good yeah. movie for like 15 years. It's been a while. Honestly, I think the only exception you can make is probably The Last Duel. But even that, I've heard mixed reviews That on. movie was not good. And what, I was don't not? know why. Like, it was just a lot. Like, again, a movie you could tell that relied too much on the cast. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, that was a weird one. Oh yeah, but really, Scott was that was that guy. He was, yeah. He was. I mean, he made <laughs> Gladiator. Uh, yeah. The, the first Alien. I don't. Yep. That's something I don't Blade understand. How do, you, how do you how do you go from okay. how do you go from Alien to House of Gucci? <laughs> I will never understand that. They put so much on House again because of like the cast. That was a movie where they put so much on the cast and the story could have been so much better. I do like Lady Gaga, though, as an actress. Yeah. She's good. I, I think, yeah. If, if I were to do director, like my, like my favorite director, I think, I don't even, honestly, I don't even think I could choose one. That's, that's difficult. Wait, wait, that's wait. Really uh Ridley Scott is 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 that man is that dude he's also done a lot of tv yeah. lots of tv series in, in, in his Ridley Scott in his prime yeah absolutely yeah we're we talking about Ridley Scott probably once he hit like, <laughs> I think probably after Gladiator is when he went down for some reason yeah or it just wasn't it or his movies just weren't hitting the same Cause I can't think of what he made like right after Gladiator, but I'm like throwing out an he example all the time. So of my head, much but. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gladiator. He was 2000. Yeah, I mean, like you have The Martian. Yeah. Like Black Hawk Down. Does that see decent one? He made oh, yeah. a Robin. Oh, he made American Gangster. All right. Yeah. Oh, did he? I, 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 yeah. I'll hold. I'll hold up my tongue. That I was, was gonna actually, say, yeah, that was he, actually he's a done movie. a lot of stuff. Movie. American Gangster, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but a lot of his movies just aren't like that, that's the thing though, is that like I feel like a lot of his movies are like at I don't even know. Like they're at the crossroads of good to yeah, they're just like forgettable and good. Didn't yeah. he do Prometheus? That's it, you know? Yes. No, he did he did pump. Hey. Yeah, because I think what was it he did? I remember, yeah, he I remember he made Alien Covenant. And that was 
one of the like worst movies I ever watched. Alien Covenant. That movie has, made no sense. <laughs> he has a lot of stuff in pre-production. Oh, a lot of stuff. Like out? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah. twelve, thirteen, fifteen, twenty plus projects. Yeah, he's making Gladiator too, Derek, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Apparently they're gonna have it's gonna be yeah set in the, <laughs> your face. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. He uh it's gonna be set in the afterlife. That that that's what I heard. What? Yeah. And that or Yo, that already yeah. <laughs> that already said it was gonna focus on his son, the son who died. So I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. All right, bro. That's it. And there's an alien <laughs> TV series he's doing. That I heard. Okay, yeah. yeah. Alien Covenant was that's the that, well, because I'll be honest though. In fairness, that was the first alien movie I watched. Oh, well, you didn't watch the other ones? Yeah, I didn't watch the other ones. So I, that was me being stupid. So <laughs> I, I I was like, you know, I'm bored. I'll watch it. What do I have to? I heard I heard it's a prequel, and I forgot Prometheus came out before that, mm-hmm. which was a you know which was a prequel to that, but also a prequel. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I Wait, was like, on, oh. Prometheus was a prequel to Alien's Covenant. So, well, it, it's set before, not a prequel, but. Okay. It, for me, this came out before. Yeah, so it's, like, so, so for me, I looked at it as like, story. yeah. So it was, okay. it goes Prometheus, Covenant, and then I guess the original like Alien trilogy. But I watched Covenant, and then yeah, oh, Prometheus was, was so weird. Bad. Prometheus was weird. I got so into I yeah, I got I, into I a little span where I watched like Prometheus. I watched um, Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I watched um, Interstellar. Like I just got into a little. Yeah. Oh, deep dive into all these space movies. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, was going yeah. on. Okay. My friend, yeah. a, a buddy of mine, weird. a buddy of mine watched uh, Prometheus because I was because he's a huge uh, alien fan. Mm. So I asked him, like, I heard like Prometheus is, um, what's it called? Like, it, it is like a very odd movie or whatever, and that like characters make very stupid decisions. Yeah. And I asked him, like, is that true? Because I never watched it before, and he said, Oh yeah, like for some reason, because I remember the opening scene is like those scientists go go onto the planet yeah and instead of like and they touch this like alien thing yeah for no reason like why would right. you touch something on a like, on a like, uninhabitable planet exactly. that makes no sense and it just they, goes downhill they, from there if they didn't <laughs> that whole movie would have never happened yeah if they just act smartly and which is not to interact with this like i forgot what it was what is like a like the yeah. face eater it thing? was oh um like an egg or something like that right oh yes prometheus was the one where yeah they had all these eggs and then they thought that there was only one and then it opened up to the room and it shot light on it and it was like millions of them yeah. and then i think it ended up being what was the twist the twist was like one of the characters like who they thought was a robot like knew too much mm-hmm. Like and he, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it was a random. It was, it, it, was, it, was, it was, it was random. Everybody had too much confidence. Everybody this, was yeah. just like, I this know what I'm doing here. The characters give yeah. birth to an alien. Mm, again, I watched. I don't remember that. I either. watched this Annihilation Arrival. I watched them all, so I'm, I'm mixing up a. No, Arrival, they're smart. They take a lot of precautions and they never actually touch the little thingy thing. But I feel like there's one 
And then Annihilation is the one where. With Natalie, Natalie Portman? Yeah. Isn't that the one where the, where the face gets eaten and then Oscar? Oscar, oh, what's his name? I, I, I yeah. don't watch okay. I, I know what you're talking about, though. One. I'm mixing the two of those up. I know that for a fact because it's both like monsters who they think are That's very unassuming. No, Arrival I, I, is. Think of Arrival. Yes. Arrival. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And I remember, yeah. I, I, I know. Arrival sorry, is guys. A great movie. Yeah. I was going to say, sorry, guys. I know we've gotten. I know. I'm no, having a conversation, <laughs> but no, it's like all this to say because, like, Robert's a huge fan of like movies and stuff, but then, you know, we talk about like directors, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I, I feel it's an important conversation to have. It's just depressing when, like, you know, you dig the world of somebody or dig the world of a director, right? They made like something like the greatest thing you'll ever see, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they literally make something <laughs> that makes you not want to watch movies again. <laughs> That's how I felt after watching Alien Covenant, because I understand that it is my fault for not wa- having watched any Alien movie prior. Mm. That's my I, I won't take responsibility for that. Like I'm not gonna get mad at the movie for being a prequel to something, right? They're not gonna like constantly reference the originals, but that movie was like I'm trying to find like a like a night like a, I'm gonna put it nicely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm trying to put it nicely. It's like someone was trying you know what i the best comparison i have is like it's like someone was studying for a test the night before and they put together like a quick presentation or something yeah 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 and they did like basically i don't know it it felt like a bunch of ideas like it felt like a post-it note Mm -hmm. right Of, of them like someone studying the night before and they just put it in one movie that's what it felt like there was like there was no, like, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I, I'm not even going to bother talking about it. I'm sorry. I, I, I know, haven't I, I watched it. Rant, but don't I watch it. I don't think I've, I don't it will taint, it That made me not want to watch the Alien movies because I thought they were getting overhyped. Because I thought it would ruin the originals because I watched Covenant first. So I didn't want to go into that, mo- into that okay. franchise now thinking, oh, well, I know exactly what they're referencing. And that's ruined for me because it, it was left up to interpretation. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I figure some aspects are going to be like that. Um, yeah. But I'll well, probably that, forget it, you know. That came just... out in, like, the 80s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, like, God knows how long Oh, yeah. Yeah. Late 70s, early 80s. 79. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched those movies long ago. So. Wow. That movie grossed $1.9 billion. Aliens is a big franchise. Wow, it is, which is why they did that the new newer one. But I didn't see the newer one, so I don't. I have nothing to reference it to. They're saying it's that one's a Ridley Scott, James, and James Cameron. Yeah, because James Cameron directed the sequel. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I must be in the franchise. See? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Shoot, they probably would have made like honestly, that movie made a one point nine billion dollars. I know, right? Yeah, that studio would have started saying TV show. Uh, 15 different movies. <laughs> oh, Come on, right? Let's go. Exactly. Merchandise. Exactly. Let's, let's step it up. Let's step it up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Okay, so they, they're all connected. It's it's Alien and Alien versus Predator and Prometheus. Like, they're all part of the same series. So, oh, I so think Prometheus is connected. Yes. Prometheus is, oh, is connected. Oh, yeah. Alien versus Predator isn't. I think that's just like a whole, that's like a separate canon. Well, actually, no. No. They're going they, against each other. Didn't they, um, I 
had all the same arc. <laughs> Wasn't didn't in like Prometheus they uh they referenced uh Predator? I I don't remember because wasn't there like I put that I don't know out of my I head. forgot. I thought it was either in Covenant or or Prometheus. They uh like they showed the the alien species like a skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I think yeah. that was Prometheus. Yeah. That's what they did all or, or throughout. Something like that. I yeah. think that was the the twist or whatever that yeah, everyone. So yeah. Yeah, I I don't know much about that. Movie. I don't remember. I was, I, uh, that yeah. was uh, none of why. I'm trying to remember it, but well, I didn't watch Pre- I, I didn't watch Prometheus, but I'm trying, I can't remember if I was in uh, Incoming or not. But yeah, at least I had the confirmation. I think I think if I'm going to give my yeah. my directors, uh, Jordan Peele, James Cameron, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and say Christopher Nolan. Bump it, <laughs> Christopher Nolan too. Um, those are my top three right now. Um. I don't know why I was thinking Avery Duvernay, Duvernay had more stuff that I love had. her shows though. But yeah, as a producer, she's amazing. Man. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I, just, I thought she directed more. I think she's just now getting to direct. Okay. So yeah. I, I was love glad to include her, but, Queen yeah. Sugar. You shot beautifully. Another show where I kid you not, pause it at any point. It's going to be gorgeous. You're gonna it's gonna be a gorgeous shot of us of just black people shot beautifully in every shade it's just going to be the land is beautiful the scene it's just it's she does a really really good job she does a phenomenal job with like yeah i actually would love to see her direct some more then yeah then like producing wise there's just like that's a whole nother ballgame because there everyone's a producer like there's some of your favorite actors and actresses have produced like like um terry washington is a, a phenomenal producer shoot lebron james is a producer i know right like it's like there's just everything but i think what's nice is like producers it's the conversation is worth talking about just because there's so many more women producing yeah yeah yeah. that's the only reason where it's just like you kind of you you got to talk about like a good silver lining it's just like there's just so many more than there ever was before um, which is always good I, i would love that more for the director space too yeah, yeah, no, we could we could definitely get into that too because I think yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to discuss with producing. Producing is yeah. a wide ranging conversation. Definitely, I don't think a lot of people understand what actually goes into that. I know that I didn't yeah. until I really got into it. Yeah, LeBron just kind of throws his name and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. If I were to do uh, my top three, it'd be Martin Scorsese, um, Bill Hader. I know this. The interesting one that's a thrown out one and then christopher uh christopher nolan okay bill hater mm-hmm. yeah. i love him he's, he's just the perfect amount of quirky and if he turns his head just right he's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> i am <laughs> i am pro- you, you need him to turn his head at a specific angle just, just talk to you. let me yeah. just like you know yeah, I, I oh, have said hilarious. time and time again, like Barry single handedly made yeah. me appreciate filmmaking. I get it. The way they utilize framing and blocking is among the best I've ever seen. Just the shots they pull off in a sh- in a show, mind you. Yeah, it, it is. And that's incredible. HBO, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always good. In, in yeah. my opinion, one of the best shows out right now. Is it still you know, out? 
Yeah, they're coming out. That's with what a I four, thought. Yeah, a four seasons in production. I'm gonna yeah, start it. In production. I watched the first episode like on a plane, and I didn't really get into it like I wanted to. You, I'm gonna start that again. Bill Hader, I think, is giving like one of the best performances on television yeah. right now. He is like, I, I was telling Derek this, and this is the last thing I'll, I'll as a conversation before we uh mm-hmm. for end here. But like, I, I said to him that there's a moment in uh, the second episode of season three where like I, I, so i i usually don't get scared <laughs> like when it comes not often like i don't get scared when it comes like horror like too many horror movies right horror games not so much <laughs> but when it comes to like movies like i i could tell most of the time and then well when it comes to like uh, it's, it's like sudden like emotional like releases or whatever i don't know how to describe it yeah. like someone getting mad that kind of like throws me off so like out of the blue he started screaming and it was like late at night and i literally like <laughs> i gulped because I, I was like laughing and then like he was like what are you doing i was like i i, I stay quiet the entire time so i leave it like that <laughs> i yeah. definitely have to get back into that one yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start it I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and start it this week. That was that's that's one he's been telling me about for I don't know how long now. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I'll be so you know disappointed if uh none of you. I mean, you know, your opinion is your opinion, but I, like I'll be disappointed that um if you two don't like it because like <laughs> that, that 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 you know that that show is to me as obviously you can insert your own examples of of shows or movies who you know inspired you to you know like. You know, either to get into filmmaking or to just be fans mm-hmm. of filmmaking in general. You know, the Wachowskis. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. For the, they got they got me into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sorry for Resurrection, but yeah, that, I'm not that, sorry that they got you into it. <laughs> that absolutely pissed me off. They could have kept that, but yeah, I mean, I would actually I should put them in my top as well, but I can't because I didn't see Cloud Atlas and I um I didn't want to see it like. Um, that did not strike me as interesting. <laughs> is that the one with the polar bear? I don't know. I know Halle Berry and Tom Hanks are in it, though. What am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. Coca Cola. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. No. Cloud Atlas absolutely does not have a polar bear in it. I have no clue what I'm thinking of. Pretty sure that's Tom Hanks and Halle Berry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're in it. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't know why I just decided. Yeah, why did I? What year did this come out? I think I want to say oh nine, from that range. Twelve. No, two thousand and twelve, and I was gonna say that was a very saturated year for that TV was, and film. It, it was. It that was. Expe- that was an extremely that by the time I remember that was just being one where like I just didn't have to see it in the theater and I never circled back to it. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah, yeah that was just we got a lot of film that year. Yeah. I feel that, like that was a, that was a nice year. That was a right. Nice year. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for deep yeah. diving into the world of Wes Anderson with me, y'all haters. Ah, I mean, you you you've made me you've made me think about it differently. I'll say that the yes. film I I did and now I do think about it differently. Um, because I was impressed with what I saw visually. Yeah, exactly. I was impressed with what I saw visually, but. The story, I, I, you gotta, you gotta hook me. You got, no, if you don't, not hook, what you see it do. I, I'm just sitting there, just like, oh, like, <laughs> what is this? But 
I'm yeah. so glad you explained that that cartoon yeah. thing though, because I was yeah. super about Tim Burton. I'm like, and you're like, that's just so quirky, but they're like, oh, that's the like comic that, section. That makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they no, made but, it. They made it in a comic-y way. Exactly. So I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. <laughs> no, yeah. thank you for the recommendation, though. Like I said, sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see. We appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But all right, I guess. Uh, well, hearts and minds are clear. You guys go ahead and give your social medias, and we can get a. Get out of here. Yeah. Did you want to go first, B? I will. I am um Southern and underscore spicy on Instagram and Durant No Kevin on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I realized what your handle was, like when I when when you first did that, <laughs> and I realized I was like, oh, that was beautiful. That was it really used to well be done. Durant like Kevin, but he messed yeah. up my brand. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, now yeah, he messed yeah. up the brand, right? <laughs> now he's Durant no Kevin and I always seem so like I can't tell you guys how lame I feel like when I'm always like what's your last name I'm like Durant and then I'm like Durant like Kevin and I'm they just yeah. they get it right every time yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, like, <laughs> but I used to be able to say Durant like Kevin and then be like follow me yeah <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'll change it back <laughs> oh, that's hilarious oh that's funny um yeah so you, like I said you always find me at uh Matt underscore T29. Yeah, Matt. I don't know why I doubted myself. <laughs> That's where you can find me. Uh, thank you guys as always for the support. Yes, sir. Uh, you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D E R R I C K. Black way to spell it. Um, but more so, please follow the brand OTS Media Co. All social media platforms. Uh, we are on TikTok and don't expect me to do a dance. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can uh, uh that means you're on the ots channel so please if you have not done so please hit that like button on the videos subscribe and hit that notification bell uh whenever we uh post something it feels like i haven't posted something in a very long time but it's only been like a week so yeah um we'll be getting some more content to you guys uh really soon um fans will be coming back for another battle uh it's supposed to be uh, uh me as j cole and chris as <laughs> as kendrick lamar uh so that's going to be an uphill battle, and I'm aware, uh, but I am completely confident that J. Cole will take that. So please tune in. We, I, we will be posting up the uh, information on where you can find that battle uh, and, and when we're going to actually do it. So, um, But yeah, outside of that, please rate, review, let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear us discuss. Um, and uh, thank you guys for watching and or listening. We will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Peace, guys. Y'all.